Hey, Larry here. Axe 29 today. Well, thank you for stopping by today and hanging out with me for a few minutes as we continue on with uh, my testimony. Uh, so let's uh, let's jump back in and uh, find out what's going on. Last time I uh, <clears throat> I left you at uh, the point where I had gone out to my mom's and had told her about what had happened to me that morning <clears throat> in the shower. How I had, uh, you know, prayed and, and invited Jesus to come into my life. And uh, so she had told me that, you know, I'd been born again, and then we talked for quite a while, and and she explained a lot of stuff to me about what was going on and everything. Um, and then she said, "Well, now you need to to really have that extra power in your life through the through the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and receive your prayer language." So you can begin to edify yourself uh, in the spirit. Well, I had no clue what she was talking about, but uh, uh, she led me in a prayer, and I asked, you know, I asked the Father to fill me with His precious Holy Spirit and give me my prayer language. And a few minutes later, I was speaking in an unknown tongue. I didn't know what was going on, you know. And in those days, as it was in the early church, uh, salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit <clears throat> uh, was just a normal event to happen. As soon as you received Jesus as your Savior, you know, you asked to be filled and with the Holy Spirit and receive your prayer language, that gift of tongues. And, you know, that was the normal procedure. Now, in some cases, like with Paul, he went he, he went down somewhere, and, uh, and there were believers there, and he asked them had they uh, received the Holy Spirit since they had believed. And they said, no, we didn't know their there was a Holy Spirit. So you see, these people had become believers, but they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and received their the gift of tongues and their prayer language so that they could begin to edify themselves. And uh, so they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. And that was, you know, that was the normal event was right after salvation, you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that was just normal. But today, of course, <clears throat> you know, that's anything but normal. In fact, the baptism of the Holy Spirit's been all 
all but forgotten about. And, uh, you know, but Jesus said, don't leave town without having that baptism of power and fire come upon you in that experience. So if they needed it then, we definitely need it now. But more about that on another episode. Uh, so when I went out to my mom's, it just happened to be on a Tuesday. January the, Tuesday, January the 18th, 1972. Well, the next day was Wednesday, and that's the day that in the evening, my mom and my dad and my brother all went to this prayer meeting where these three seats had been reserved three years earlier. And so my mom said, well, I'd like to invite you to a prayer meeting that we all go to <clears throat> on Wednesday nights, uh, tomorrow night. So would you like to come to the meeting with us? I said, yeah, sure. So Wednesday night, the 19th of January, 1972, three years after my mother had given me and the whole family away to God and got out of the way so the Holy Spirit could work in our lives, I went into this prayer meeting in the basement of some people's house in Southeast Portland. And there was an, you know, my mom sat down, my dad sat down, my brother sat down, and uh, there was an em empty seat not right next to my brother. And it was reserved. And so my mom told me I could sit there. So I sat down. And uh, of course, I still had very long hair, a long trench coat. And, uh, you know, I was looking a little rough around the edges and and definitely uh, looked like no one else in the room. <laughs> and uh, And I was probably the youngest person in the room. So I sat down and this was in the front row. And, and, and it, these chairs weren't back to back you know, they were spread around more or less in a square, square circle where people could look at each other more face to face. And, uh, you know, when it started, it was extremely quiet in that place. And it seemed like to me, everyone was staring at me. And I thought, well, you know, they're Probably just haven't had a hippie here in a while, if ever. So the guy opened up the meeting and uh, everybody was smiling and he said, uh, well, he said, I see we have a new person here tonight. And uh, so Helen, would you like to uh, introduce him? My mom's name was Helen and uh, she said, yes. She said, I'd like to introduce to you my youngest son and the last member of my family 
to come into the kingdom of God. And the place went crazy. I mean, they were clapping, they were shouting, they were dancing. And I was a little freaked out because I didn't know, you know, I didn't have any idea about this testimony of my mom thanking God every Wednesday night she was there for three years that her family was born again, even when no one was sitting in the chairs. So I had no idea what was going on. And uh, so when it quieted down, the guy said, well, he said, uh, Larry, do you have anything to share? And, you know, I was a little petrified at that moment. And I actually gave the shortest testimony of my entire life. I stood up and said, well, yesterday I got born again. And I sat down. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know what was going on. So anyway, we had a hallelujah time that night. And that was, you know, just the beginning of, of many, many, many Wednesday nights that I went to that prayer meeting. Now I wanna I wanna share with you, and I'm I'm thinking whether to put this in a separate episode, but uh, I think I'll share it in this one because it's so important and goes along with you know this salvation of how important it is to get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit work in people's lives. I want to tell you how important it is because it's life and death eternally. Before I got saved, but after my mother had given me away to God early on, I was uh, I was in an accident, car accident. I had left my brothers after a weekend together with him and his family at the beach, and uh, I wasn't, I hadn't been drinking or anything. And I was driving home from his place, and there was this crossroads in the middle of a big field and there was visibility from every side so it was like you could see everything going on but there had been many accidents there and people couldn't figure out you know how can people run into each other in this place where visibility is so good so they finally put up yield the right-of-way signs on the north south road well i was going north and it was about sunset And the only thing they can figure is that I probably looked to the left to see if anyone was coming, but the sun was right on the horizon setting. And this truck, a smaller, small truck, but, but bigger than my pickup had like three or four cows in the back. And this lady had like five or six of her kids in the cab. (coughs) And And so we got to the intersection at the same time, and she hit me right in my door. And the truck spun around. I was thrown out. I landed in a ditch. The truck came down on top of me in the ditch. 
there were cows and people all over the roadway. The ambulance attendant was a friend of mine who I'd gone to high school with, and he said it was a it was a mess. And one of the children, a girl, seven years old, uh, sadly passed away in the, at the accident site. So there was one death in this accident. Well, they said it was my fault that I failed to yield the right away. And I had a negligent homicide case against me. Uh, after more than a year going to court, they finally decided that, you know, she had all these kids in the cab. She couldn't see anything. That was illegal. And so the end result was they dropped the negligent homicide charge. They charged me with negligent driving and a $300 fine. And that was the end of that part of it. But but what I want to tell you is that later on in life, I was, I was worshiping at home one day, you know, just in private worship. And, and God showed me a vision of that accident because I didn't remember anything about the accident. I had a brain concussion, had a broken jaw in two places and some other issues. And I, you know, I was in the hospital for some time. And later in life, I had this vision of, of the accident. And I didn't see all the terrible stuff that happened. So I have no recollection. To me, it was like I was never in the accident. I woke up in the hospital. My mom was at my bedside. And I didn't know what had happened. She just said, well, son, you've been in an accident. And you know, God saved your life, you're okay. And that was it. I I read about it in the paper, but it was like somebody else was in the accident, but not me. Because I, 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 all I remember is leaving my brother's house and then waking up in the hospital. So, in the vision, what I saw was I, when I was thrown out of the truck, I landed in this, it was a, it was a pretty deep ditch kind of a V-shaped ditch. And I was thrown out laying in the ditch. And my friend, the ambulance guy, he said when they got to the scene, they couldn't find me. They couldn't find me. And so they figured, well, wherever I was, I was dead. And so they tended to everybody else first. And then they began to look for me and they found me under the truck. And they the truck was at such a an angle that they were able to push the truck over enough to get it off of me and pull me out and find out I was still alive. So in the vision, what I saw was I was in the, I'd already been thrown out laying in the ditch and the truck was coming down on top of me. And if it had landed a few inches to one side or the other, I would have been crushed to death instantly. But the way it landed, uh, there there wasn't that much pressure on my body, although it broke my jaw in two places and, and you know, brain concussion and all the rest. But I lived. And 
So what I what I saw in the vision was I saw the truck coming down in slow motion. I'm laying on the ground in this ditch. And there's a demon on one side of the of the truck and there's an angel on the other side. Now this is before I was born again. But after my mother had given me away to God and got out of the way and believed that I was already saved by faith. <clears throat> so the truck's coming down. The demon is pushing it one way, so when it lands, it'll kill me. The angel's pushing it back the other way, so when it lands, I won't die. And they're doing this back and forth as the truck is coming down. And when the truck was just it looked like it was only a few inches above me. The demon pushed it over to one side where it would kill me when it landed. And he said to the angel, you cannot have him. You cannot have Larry because he is not born again. And the angel said, but his mother believes he is and pushed it back and bam, the truck came down and my life was spared. Now, that is a powerful thing and that's why I'm here today to talk about it. Because when that angel said, but his mother believes he is, that gave him the right, the angel the right, to save my life that day because it was already accounted as a done deal that I was already saved by faith. My mother's faith had already put me in that place of being saved positionally because of because of that standing in faith with God. And the angel said, but his mother believes he is. And pushed it back over and I lived. Well, that's how important this believing and standing in faith and operating in faith is. And I will share, you know, more and more about about faith in particular on some other episodes and uh, also a lot more about the Holy Spirit and, uh, and all to do with that. But I wanted to, I wanted to uh, talk about this part about the accident because because that's a very uh, a very important part of my whole testimony. So I'm gonna leave it there and uh, we will uh, go on next week and uh, find out some more things that happened.
So thanks for tuning in this week. And I hope you got something out of this one. And I'll catch you next week on a new episode of uh, Acts 29 Today. So until then, this is Larry Acts 29 Today. You can also catch me on my blog, www.acts29today.com. And uh, thank you once again. See you next time.